Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another installment of Growing with Sol. I know that I've been on a little bit of a hiatus but I've been working on content. I've been working so hard to have everything up and ready to go and pre-recorded and stuff. Um, but I am back. I am back and I am so excited for everything that I'm going to be sharing for the next couple of months before the year ends. Which can you believe that we're already at Christmas? And I know what you're thinking. Marisol, it's only November. It's Christmas. Okay. Like, Thanksgiving is an afterthought. You know, like, why why are we celebrating the the, the, the colonizer in Thanksgiving? Okay? We don't, we just, it's a day, we have a family, and then we move on right to Christmas again. Okay? So, anyway, that actually brings me to today's uh, topic. I am going to be talking about family and how we define family, how we conceptualize family, how we perceive family. And a little bit, maybe, if, if there's time, uh, time willing, how we sort of interact with family. But that's definitely going to be a topic for later on this month. With that being said, if you have been following me on social media, especially on Instagram, where I have been more active as of late, I cannot be here and be fully present with you without... Acknowledging the current state of things. So I am recording this on November 1st. And as of November 1st, 8.32 p.m., there is still a genocide happening in Palestine. And families are no longer on this earth because of what is happening in Palestine. So again, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been posting a lot about this, sharing a lot about this, and calling for people to... You know, if you are American, to call your representatives. Um, if you feel so inclined to protest as well, if that is not your thing, or perhaps there is um, that's not feasible for you for whatever reason, speak out if you feel as passionately as I do. Okay, so let's go ahead and um, let's let's get into this topic because as the holidays are upon us. We just had Halloween. If you are Latino, if you are Mexicano, we are in the um, Dia de los Muertos, hoy, mañana. Well, it already happened <laughs> when you're listening to this. Um, so the holidays are here and the more family-centric holidays are approaching. So let's, let, let's talk about family. When we talk about family, especially here within the Western context, like the, the the main thing we tend to think about is that nuclear family and i mentioned in other episodes how that's not really how i grew up thinking about family it was more so taught to me especially in school when you start like oh, i don't um, maybe i don't know maybe it's like a catholic school thing cuz i now that i'm thinking about it i think i was taught about family like quote unquote family in um shit what was that class was it family fuck what was that class family values religious values there was okay so i went to catholic school right and when i was in the sixth grade like there was religion class every year but when i was in the sixth grade they added like an additional class and like it was a whole new book and it was only about like family values and shit 
And it obviously talked about, like, the nuclear family and, like, that's what family was supposed to be and look like. I vaguely remember this, but I remember that being a thing. And I just can't recall the name of that course or, like, the book that they gave us. Um, but let me know if um, you experienced something similar if you went to Catholic school. Anyway, so, again, that was taught to me. But we think about the nuclear family and, like, what is the nuclear family? Mom, dad, child, two children's. You know, we, again, especially like within the American context, it's like husband, wife, son, daughter, and a dog. You know, that's what we think about white picket fans, all that shit. The American like fallacy. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so that's traditionally what we think about. But like as I'm going to get into, there are different perspectives. Like that's just not one what family is limited to family can be a variety of things which i'm going to get into and also very realistically in the present day that is not how so many of us experience family so one of the ways that i have mentioned previously in like in other episodes about experiencing family like for me growing up Again, my context is Mexican-American. I grew up thinking about my family as, like, everyone, <laughs> okay? And, like, my mom is one of five. My dad is one of 11. So, and like, and they all got, like, hella kids. So I had, on one side, there were 12 of us, like, kids, including me. So, like, my grandma had 12 grandbabies. And then... On my dad's side, like, like we had, like, the A team and the B team. Like, like there was just so, like, I have cousins who are, like, 20 years older than me. Like, first cousins that are, like, 20 years older than me. Like, they were just hella fucking kids. But for me, growing up, when I would think about family, like, that's what I would think about. Like, especially when it came to, like, oh, getting the family together. Like... Getting the family together wasn't just, like, us living in this one household and, like, maybe my grandma. Like, it, w- it was everybody. And then, híjole, mira, speaking of the holidays, I remember there was one Thanksgiving in particular where it was both sides of the family under one roof to celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. So many people, like... Like, we had to get extra tables and chairs, like, rent extra tables and chairs just to seat everybody inside. And even then, it was it was crowded. It was crowded. We didn't have enough space. I mean, we had enough space, but it was crowded. It's insane, but that's what I thought about family. For me, that's when I was little, people would be like, oh, your family. I'd be like, I have so many, so many people in my family. Other people wouldn't think about that. They would think about their family, and they would just be like, oh, my mom, my dad, my sibling. And, like, that's it. I was not limited to that in terms of, like, my first thought of who my family was. But let's go ahead and talk about this a little bit more uh, broadly, I suppose, for lack of a better term. Because the concept of family itself has evolved over time. So this whole idea of like the nuclear family, like obviously when we think about it, we think about like very old school, you know, we think about like the 1950s and like the nuclear family. But naturally, we don't have 
just that structure in practice anymore. Especially because, again, within the American context, we think of the nuclear family, we think of mom, dad, kids, dog, white picket fans. We picture white people, okay? And, like, that's about it. Nowadays, we have interracial families, blended families, same-sex parents as a part of the family, single parents, and we have chosen families as well. And one of the amazing things that I want to highlight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some stats at all of you in a, in a little bit with some things. But one of the amazing things is that family's family, in my opinion. And I'm going to get into a little bit more when I start talking about chosen family, because maybe that is a new term for people, maybe not. Or maybe you've experienced this, but didn't know there was like a term for it. It's about love. It's about acceptance. It's about all these wonderful, beautiful things that I'm going to get into. So... The percentage of a married couple, like married couple households that are interracial or interethnic has grown across the United States from 7.4 to 10.2% from 2000 to like 2016. Okay, so it's grown. And I don't know, I see that stat and I feel like it's low. But maybe that's just my own lived experience where I see interracial couples and like interethnic couples a lot more in my life and throughout my life. I've seen that so much. But again, maybe that is just my own personal bubble. But nonetheless, nationally speaking, it has grown within. And that was just like the most recent data that I could find in my research. Perhaps there's there is more up-to-date data that has a more accurate number because this is showing from 2000 to like 2016. So in that 16-year period, it went from 7.4 to 10.2% of the nation being interracial or interethnic married couples. So huge, huge altogether because we're talking about the whole freaking country here. Another thing that I really want to highlight when it comes to families is that in 2015... Um, Pew Research published an article that stated that today, in the modern time, uh, fully 62% of children live with two married parents, an all-time low. So when we're thinking about this inter interracial and like interethnic married couple, like why is that significant? Like it's significant because. Now we're mixing, we're blending, we are coming together to create something new, we are creating a new type of family, we are creating new expectations, new experiences, and creating and sharing new values. And that is an amazing and beautiful thing. So how the mainstream culture has taught us to conceptualize family isn't necessarily wrong, but it's very limiting. Whereas the present day shows us that family can be so much more than just that. Another thing that I want to highlight is talking about single parents and single parenthood and how that is a valid form of family. Because in 2015, the Pew Research Center actually published an article that talked about this. And in it, they highlighted that 62% of children now live with two married parents, which is an all-time low. Okay, 62% of children. This was 2015, so the numbers are probably different now in 2023. But per this, in 2015, only 62% of children had married parents under one roof. And additionally, it's stated that 15% are living with parents 
that are remarried and 7% are living with parents who are cohabitating. So then conversely, the share of children living with one parent stands at 26%, which is up from 22% in 2000 and just 9% in 1960. So let me, let, let's, let's, let's digest that for a second. So in 1960, only 9% of children in the United States lived in a single-parent household. We fast forward to 2015, and 26% of children are living in a single-parent household. That is huge. I mean, think about how big the United States is. Think how many people... 26% is. That's crazy. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of people. So naturally, their form of family is valid and something that is to be acknowledged. Now let's go ahead and talk about chosen family. This is one that... I have experienced in the form of being a part of someone's chosen family. So, as defined by Healthline, your chosen family refers to a group of people who intentionally choose to love and support each other regardless of marriage or blood relationship. Regardless of marriage or blood relationship. So, we're talking... A deeper level of friendship, essentially. And that's, I think maybe friendship is a topic for another time because I have, I, I, I feel like maybe I have unique views on friendship. <laughs> I have a very, um, not strict, but maybe I have a very narrow definition of friendship for me personally. For me personally. For me personally. I know other people have wide definitions of friendship not to say they're wrong it's just we all have different ways of thinking about things i feel like that's a conversation for another time but for this one right here because we're not talking about people that you're related to we're not talking about people that you signed a little contract with and got married to we're talking about people that you have chosen to be your family and people that have chosen you to be their family and you choose every single day to embrace and nurture and support each other regardless of what society says the normal type of family is supposed to look like. You don't have to follow that nuclear model as well. Um, Within the Healthline article, they did talk about various instances where there were some people who created their own like chosen family and -and so-and-so acted in that maternal role other people acted in the paternal role some people were acting in the the child and like sibling role and then additionally some people didn't even follow that model and they were all family even though there wasn't those typical stereotypical roles the article also highlights that this tends to be seen within the queer community and this is also something that i have seen and experienced in my life where i had friends who were in the queer community and unfortunately and painfully their family rejected them and i am very fortunate to be in a very 
be a part of a very welcoming and open and understanding family. My parents are phenomenal. So growing up, <laughs> you know, we just, we accepted everybody in this house, you know, like I would, I would bring my friends over basically. And like immediately, like my mom was mom to everybody. And even to this day, one of the, one of those people that chose me and chose my family to be a part of his chosen family still comes over every year for Christmas. So it's been over 15 years now of that happening. And that's just part of the chosen family that happens. Again, you don't, it's not something that is, that is only within the queer community. It can be in a variety of different circumstances where people can choose family. That is just one example that is close to my heart and also one that was highlighted in the article as well. Of course, it's going to be linked in the notes. So family can very much be that traditional nuclear family. If that is your family, it is valid. It is very much a beautiful thing as well to experience. At the same time, if your definition of family is different, if your experience of family is different, that is also very valid and can be very beautiful as well. Our conceptualization and experience of family can be influenced by our lived experiences and our circumstances, and it can be influenced by our cultural backgrounds as well. And additionally, it can be a wonderful, amazing thing that we create and beautiful, supporting and loving bonds that we create with others. So if you found this to be a value, if you resonated with what I was saying, and if you've had to think a little bit more deeply about how you conceptualize family, especially if you know you now have thoughts of, well, if I, maybe I get to choose and create a chosen family, or what do I want my future family to look like if I'm going to have children, or even not, if I'm not going to have children, what does that look like for me as well to create a type of family perhaps? You know, if that resonated with you, let me know. Post about it. Share this. Share this on your social media and tag me at your coach Mari on Instagram and on TikTok. Of course, don't forget to subscribe and follow along so you can get next week's episode. And additionally, I am accepting clients as I am a certified life coach. So if you would like to to talk and see how we can work well together and how I can support you on your journey. Go ahead and click the link in the bio and in the bio. <laughs> I'm so influencer. Um <laughs> click the link in my show notes that will allow you to schedule a free discovery call. We can chat it up and, and see how we can help you move forward in whichever way you'd like to go. See you in the next one. Mm-hmm.